Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. SNR, WDVE, HD2, Pittsburgh. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, a lovely Friday here in Pittsburgh. I went out and played a little golf this morning. I Nice. There were no Steeler Zoom calls. Yeah, so that? Right. not a lot to talk about today in terms of fresh Steeler news, but there no, is one little note. Uh, James Washington brought off the COVID-19 list. Great, great. Yeah, you're seeing that across the league. These guys aren't staying on there long. There was a lot of big names across the league on these lists, including starting quarterbacks like Minshew and Stafford and those yeah. guys. The guys who didn't opt out. Right, right, right. Yeah, no they quarterbacks were. opted out across the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no real... Superstar power on that. No, no, COVID really list, wasn't. But, uh, but Washington's a big name and had a nice young career and looks like it's you know, hoping to advance here. And uh, I would imagine he's very much in their plans. So getting him back and involved with Ben is huge right now. Yeah, they need him on the football field for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, all the rankings around the league here. Uh, ESPN put out an article ranking all of the uh, position groups right. um, across the league, uh, 1 through 32. So we'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, um, certainly the uh, the Steelers uh, getting James Washington back, a big deal. And uh, they just now have two players remaining on the uh, COVID-19 list. That would be Justin Lane, who went on the same day as Washington, which tells me maybe he was a little more... Maybe that was a positive test. Maybe it was. Maybe it yeah. was. Uh, yeah. They they can't say. They don't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hate to speculate on that, and we certainly don't know what's going on with, with uh, Justin it. Lane. And then uh, Jalen Samuels also went on earlier this week. Um, Arian Springs, a uh, defensive back, was on there uh, last week as well, um, and he was released as soon as he was ready to. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. So all in all, I mean, knock on wood and, you know, all things considered where all the other teams have been hit by this virus, Steelers have kind of gotten off easy. I mean, it was a good year not to have a first-round pick. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of turnover, very stable organization. No opt-outs. No opt-outs. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple guys on this list, but one just popped off. It was uh, probably the first one you'd want to come off the list. And um, you would imagine the others are, are to follow. So. As you're getting your quarterback back, you're you look like as it stands right now, and I'm sure it could derail any minute for any team, which is what's scary about it all. But it is, yeah, um, they're pretty unscathed. Yeah, the one thing that uh, you know, we talked to Vince Williams earlier this week, and he was asked about the opt-outs and all that kind of stuff, and he said, you know, the Steelers have been very forthcoming with all the, you know protocols here's what we're going to do here's how we're going to do it here's what we're going to do to keep you safe and mm-hmm. moving the, the practices to the stadium where they could better spread things out as opposed to having it at the south condensed, side facility right, where right. it was would be more condensed so you know i think that they did uh do some things right and obviously the players feel uh it's safe enough to be 
with the team, I think they all feel very, you know, as comfortable as they can be. I don't, yeah, I don't, right, right. Anybody's 100% comfortable with anything that you're doing in, these, in this kind of situation, but they do feel comfortable with the way that the team has, has communicated with them throughout this process. I know you haven't been there yet, but it just kind of dawned on me. Do you think when, you know, I mean, just thinking about locker room situations, that when they're at Heinz Field, they have access to their locker room, pit locker room, visiting locker room. Where at Southside, they have just theirs, yeah. which is and they're also utilizing uh, some of the suites in the stadium to give guys are a they? chance to to spread out a little bit. The okay. veteran guys are have a little bit of room to themselves to nice. uh, you know for downtime in between you know practice sessions big building and stuff or not that yeah. human beings. I mean, right. yeah, you've got you've got essentially now eighty guys or so in mm-hmm. that in that facility. Uh, yes, they're still using the locker rooms, but they're they're utilizing that entire space. Right. You know? I mean, obviously it's different, but it's built for 66,000. I'm sure yeah. 100 people can find room in there. And even yesterday when we talked to Mike Tomlin, um, you know, he mentioned that yesterday for a team meeting, uh, he said he addressed the veteran players in person. Okay. Uh, so they had them all, you know, spaced out in a room and he addressed them. Uh, and all the rookies then were somewhere else, either in their little areas or in the locker. You know, but they they watched him on an iPad. Okay, okay. They they were seen. I guess but that not makes heard. sense. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and maybe you get the the better you are, the more, next time you might get invited to the veterans yeah, meeting. You might you know actually get I mean? to come <laughs> right, to the right, in right. in person like, meeting. Not a pledge anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not calling any of them flounder. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that, that's one thing. Actually, you know, speaking of the nickname thing, um, that is one thing that Mike Tomlin does with players. Like I've, I've told different players that before, um, young guys. Like, like if he's calling you a nickname, that's a good thing. right? That's a good thing. Right, yeah. right. You got a nickname. That's you. He's noticed you. There's if something it, about you. If you're not just right. hey seventy nine, or you know, I see <laughs> yeah. you there nine two. Sometimes um, they call you by your college, you know. Hey, yeah. Florida State. You right. Know, yeah. Right. Uh, but if he get, if you get a nickname out of Mike Tomlin, okay, now you're on the. That's I actually listen for that on the sidelines. Okay. Like when 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 Tomlin <laughs> goes around during the, during the pregame, they'll, they'll break down into. It's one of the things I love about training camp. They'll break down into position groups, and so every day when I come down to the field, I never go down for the stretch. I always go down to the field for the p- position group. Individual. Like, I try in, to make I try to make it there just when the individual stuff is starting. Because then I can go through and look and see who's not practicing. It's easier, much I'm easier sure to, break to do. It down, right. uh, but then I'll also look and see where, where's Tomlin. Look, who's, where's, what group is he with today? Yeah, I'm sure he spends time. Yeah, right, he tries right. to move around a little bit. But there are certain groups that he watches more closely. Right. And I figure if he's there, then there's a reason he's there because mm-hmm. he could go anywhere he wants. Maybe the receivers had a bad practice yeah. yesterday, or maybe they tore it up. And this young kid showing promise who's not uh, Wake Forest anymore. Now yeah. he's now Pluto he's or, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and that's what I'm listening for. Uh, I'll go around <laughs> and I'll listen to see what he's saying. To the to the guys, um, and you pick some things up. You you get some tips. Okay, maybe I want to do a story on that guy. Maybe I need to check into that mm-hmm. guy a little bit more. If if Tomlin's noticing him, and you know is is interacting with him on the football field, then this you know maybe he's got a chance. It's an old adage, adage. I always say that word wrong in in coaching, and I really learned it at the college level. You know, the three years I was at Pitt, because there's big rosters when you include the walk-ons and all yeah. that. That Son, you need to worry not when you're getting yelled at or when you're not. getting a lot of attention. It's when you're not. My when dad you, told me that my first right. my first high school practice. I, I came home and and I'm like, man, he was. Yeah, you know, coach was just up my butt on you know everything. 
And my dad was like, well, if he's yelling at you, he cares. He cares at least. I mean, if he, he might stops be mad you, at you. If he stops yelling at you, then you're in trouble. Right. If you're the guy <laughs> sitting in the back of the room, never raise your hand, and nobody cares yeah. that you don't. Nobody either. cares about the kid. And, and I, I found when I coach myself, you know, yeah, you yell at the better players a little bit more because the expectations are greater. Mm-hmm. And if the, you know, if, a, if the worst kid on your roster screws up, you're like, hey, you're ticked off about it, but you're not going to lose your mind. You know, like, eh, sure, there's, there's yeah. some of that. There's different expectations. My expectations right, right. aren't nearly as high for you. If you miss that ball or you, you know, mm-hmm. don't make that catch, okay. Yeah. You know. If we bring up, brought in a young running back that wasn't working hard and no one in the weight room was impressed with him and you kind of look at him like he's a lost cause thinking – well, that guy's not going to be around very he's long. He's going to transfer, <laughs> and yeah, we're going to get rid of him. And you know, I'm not even spending my time on him. You know, I yeah. got other guy, I got other people to coach up. That running back room's got ten people in it. You know, yeah. I got things that is what's different about this year. And we've talked about this a little bit. I mean, you're going to have 69 guys make this roster in some form or fashion. Right. Only if eleven now, getting most only eleven be, getting cut. Right. We were saying that yesterday. Like, if we were walking around Latrobe right now at St. Vincent's. I'll be very honest. There's 15 guys on that roster that I know nothing about or don't care until his name comes up at Sharky's that night. Like, you see him? I'm like, oh, I'll pay more attention, you know. Yeah. And you know they're going to be gone. And of those 15, one or two is around, and I need to learn them, you know, and I will when the time comes. Where now, you better know everybody there. You know, there's a good chance that, I mean, seven-eighths of these guys are going to be Steelers, basically, in some capacity. Yeah, and so you, you do have to pay closer attention to this. That's what I will be doing uh, when we're finally allowed into the stadium mm-hmm. uh, in two weeks. Is it two weeks now? I guess it's the 17th. That. So yeah, what, yeah, is, yeah. what is today? We're, we're now, uh, what well, today's the 7th. So 10 days from now when we're allowed in the stadium. You're going to be leaving me, too. I'll leave, be leaving, leaving me with Crawley. I, I won't be doing uh, the uh, the two day two a days. I'll be down to just a, just a full practice at night. At night, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna bring all kinds of knowledge from there too. Yeah, I'll actually be seeing what's going on. I'll, have, I'll be able to talk a little more. I, again, haven't seen a. Uh, you know, people are asking, "What do you think of this guy?" What do you think? I don't know. You don't know. Right? I've seen him. You, you see their name <laughs> on a sheet of paper like everybody yeah. else at this point. I've seen right? I've seen the highlights of some of these guys. Right. That's about it. How about all these XFL guys who signed? Well, no idea. Uh, all right, right. Didn't watch Love a single down right. of the XFL. Right, right. You know, I I didn't honestly. I was my plan with the XFL was to start watching the XFL uh, once I got through some draft stuff. Right, and, and that never that happened. That downtime, right? <laughs> they shut it down. And that too. was gone yeah. after that. Well, I wanted to give it a few weeks to kind of settle in. Yeah, right. Oftentimes with those new leagues, there's, there's, it's like buying a, the first year of a new car. They got to work out the kinks a little bit. So you buy the <laughs> set, don't work. You got to, yeah, right, you got to yeah. buy something that's like two or three years into it. They've, they fixed some of the stuff. I was going to watch the XFL after the first few weeks, and it never made it that far. It never make it that yeah. far. It, it's interesting to me though. I mean, we just heard the Rock is buying that league and bringing it back. Apparently, obviously, or you won't buy it. He bought it at like ten cents on the dollar, and I got to think that they're going to have an influx of of guys coming to the league like no other year. Yeah. Like, that seems like you a think? wonderful investment to me. I mean, there's way more to it than just well, players. And, and the NFL is somewhat, you know, there's some involvement there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's not. All those poor dudes that don't get the look that they would have gotten camp at least can compete for spots there and get on TV. And I'm sure. At least you're competing against, right, right. you know, higher level guys and what you'd be in, in college. And as we talked about before with the college stuff, I mean, so many players are now, or a lot of the. They're up now. Higher, higher rated players are opting out. So, what are you going to be looking at for in college this year? Mm-hmm. You know, where and, you would have faced a couple of those guys. Well, now you're not. And I'm sure every team has a pro scout in charge of the XFL, but I might make that a more higher profile position or hire a second one. You know what I mean? Like, there, I think that's a, a 
something that could be mined over these next couple yeah. of years. More well, than the, I mean, the Steelers were obviously They're paying regular, a lot of yeah. attention yeah. To, uh, to that league because they brought in a bunch of those guys, and I, that was that was on purpose. There was a purpose for that because mm-hmm. they knew that. Uh, they had more information on those guys this year. Yeah, and this year, I mean, they were good at it before COVID, but this year, I don't think it was an accident at all. We've said this a couple times. They they drafted people that were a little older than they have been, and they went and got some pro players to add to the mix instead of undrafted guys, knowing that hey, we're going to be behind the eight ball getting these people up to speed. So, That's the thing. You know, guys, even if they've just been through a, somebody else's camp. right. Have been through a camp. They know what the prog- what the process is like, even though this year is different. Oh, absolutely. It's you know they know okay when when this happens, then we got to go do this drill. When that happens, you know it's not that the teams aren't reinventing the wheel with the practice. No, and there's also the the human side to it. Like really, this was apparent and as soon as I got employed by Pitt. Like when those kids get away from mommy and have to be out on their own, still they're at least in a, you know, a college environment for several years. At least those XFL players, they were pros. You know, they've they been on to, their own. Yeah, they they've get done an apartment, it. a house, a car, insurance, an yeah. agent. Yeah, they they had to be a professional human being and do this for a living. They don't have classes anymore. They don't have a director of football. Aren't we like all me technically professional human beings? What's that? Aren't we all technically professional human beings? Some of us are just practicing at it, I guess. It's wow. <laughs> amateurs. <laughs> Doesn't professional imply to get paid though? Not all of us get paid to be human beings. I don't know that any of us really get paid to be human beings. Human beings, right. I don't know. I didn't plan on going down that (laughs) road. (laughs) But, yeah, to your point, I mean, I I think those guys, you know, people want to say, well, how does Daniel McCullers make this this roster every year? He knows how to make the roster. He knows what he's Mm -hmm. doing, and it looks the part in training camp. And, okay, he's not going to – he – you know he's played he's played a hundred and, and you know a handful of snaps other more than that in each of the past two seasons. But he, he obviously knows, has traits though. He knows how to make the roster, mm-hmm. and there's a certain part of that. Was, he's gotten a little lucky too. Yeah, you know. I mean, they haven't have they haven't super way. challenged. You know, they haven't no, challenged no, no. him a great deal this year. Maybe that challenge is a little, a little greater because they brought in a couple of nose tackle types. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and they might be getting away from the position a little more in general too. Yeah, but you see that with with veteran guys, the guys who are in their their third or fourth camp, even if it's. You know, think of Johnny Holton last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Johnny Holton didn't look out of place in training camp because Johnny Holton, that was his fifth training camp that he had been in. Mm-hmm. Whereas, a, you know, a rookie wide receiver is still trying to, okay, maybe he knows the playbook to a certain degree, but he's also thinking about, okay, I got to, you know, call my mom tonight when I get off the phone here. How I got I to gotta map out some time here. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning yeah, this. Juggling this, a lot of the things. The coach right. is completely new f- to me. I don't know what they're what they're mm-hmm. looking for. The terminology may be somewhat different than what I'm used to. It's just so those veterans have uh, just a, a bit more of a leg up on the younger guys. Oh, without question. In, in any walk of life, if you were you didn't succeed with your first try, the smart people look back and say, "What did I do wrong? What right. do I? What are my regrets? Where and can I, I be better? Where can I be yeah. better?" Maybe I should have been more anxious on special teams. Maybe whenever we were doing drills, I should run to the first of the front of the line. Yeah. You know, you know, maybe I should be more attentive and ask more questions in the meeting room. You know, whatever. But it's trial and error, too. Yeah, there's a lot of that, much like us with the radio stuff. <laughs> we we had a lot of trial and error to get to this point, baby. <laughs> this is why we're so good now. I would say just imagine what's in front of us. Yeah, imagine that. We're just getting better every day. I, I jest. <laughs> Um, one other thing I said, uh, I saw a story here that says uh, Bill Belichick, even though he is 68, is unconcerned about coaching the Patri- Patriots. 
during the pandemic. I, I wonder, hmm. and the league came out and said that opt-outs for coaches was were going to be a team issue. Okay. But I don't know that we've seen any coaches actually opt so. out. I mean, um, and that would be the group that you would think, because most of the coaches in the league are older gentlemen. Right. You know, I mean, or ladies or some ladies. Of that, course, of course. But I, I thought maybe refs would opt out, you know. Yeah. Um, Certainly, there are some older people in the building that aren't football people too that yeah. don't want to be around everybody else. We wouldn't even hear about those necessarily. But yeah, the coaches in particular, I don't want to generalize them, but a lot of them are former athletes, and a lot of them are running to a wall for their team and aren't would never do such a thing. But a lot of them too have worked such straight, crazy hours that they have bad hearts, and you know, like exactly. And that was going to be my point. Life. I mean, yes, they are former athletes. Obviously, they're coaching football. They've played majority of them. Yeah, they played something. But to that point, they've also had their body beaten up a little bit too. Oh yeah. You know, I think of a guy like a James Daniel, uh, or we've seen uh, other guys, um, you know, get hip replacements and things like that. These Mm -hmm. guys spend a lot of time. Well, they also don't. I mean, they're also don't get a lot of sleep. Yeah, they they do a lot of travel. It's a taxing job, right? It's a taxing job mentally stress you get fired a lot that that wears on you a little bit (laughs) well not not so much in pittsburgh i mean i think that's why you know when people talk about why don't the steelers the steelers don't have any uh coaches that are you know up for jobs and that kind of stuff i'm like they hire guys who want to be here and are going to be here for the stability is what they're looking for right uh it's a different thing you don't want necessarily the guys who are looking for that next job it's not good for your heart to Go from one team to the next, and move your team, move your whole family from Texas to Rhode Island to Washington. Or to you Florida. move to Texas, and, and, there, and, and the there, family's in Rhode right. Island, yeah. And the wife's not happy about it, and yeah. the kids aren't happy about it. Yeah, it's a little rough on the stress levels. Yeah, so uh, interesting. Uh, Belichick's not not worried about it, and of course, the league is taking all kinds of uh, action to uh, right to to take care of that. Um, it is an interesting conversation, though, because obviously the coaches are a lot older, and yeah. the risk groups, it sounds like they're much more prone. I mean, how can we forget? I mean, Daryl Drake died at training camp last mm-hmm. year. As, right, as right. tragic as that was, um, it is a stressful job. And, and, you know, again, these guys are not in the uh, – by the time you get, you know, late 60 – if you're 68, you're right in the in the, in the sweet spot the danger zone, for this right. for this uh, virus. So And Doug Peterson is not at the facility right now with the Eagles. He's got you know, the right? virus, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess he's asymptomatic, but still. Yeah, still. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, our, P- our Steelers training camp coverage is brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank is the official bank of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the official radio station of the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. You're listening to Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, this is The Drive, and we'll be back right after this. Northwest is here to help with our new Affinity checking accounts designed to fit your life. Our team will help you find the right account and build financial peace of mind. One, I don't know, at a time. Northwest, increasing the value of you. Northwest Bank is member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. 
Uh, we are uh, mid, uh, not midway through. They were a quarter of the way through the day's events here. Well, maybe a little bit towards midway uh, as we get through our 10 hours of daily Steelers coverage here live on Steelers Nation Radio. Of course, it kicks off every day at 10 a.m. with Tunch and Wolf. Uh, then we follow that up with Wesley Euler for an hour from noon to 1 p.m. Then you join us here from 1 to 3 with The Drive. Uh, Motes and Euler come back from 3 to 6. And then, Matt, uh, you and I finish it off with Mike Pursuta with the training camp port report from 6 to 8 daily. Uh, lots of Steeler coverage. Strong here. lineup there. Yeah. Good stuff, yeah. yeah um, I've been enjoying it this week. If you quick. don't like us, well, Tough. you are out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, ESPN put out their uh, quarter, or their actually their unit rankings. Right, they rank them all from one to thirty-two. One through thirty-two across the league, and I wanted to touch. I wanted to talk about all these because this is really interesting stuff. I cut and pasted it to you, but these are all from Mike Clay. Who, yeah, I, I think who does great the, work. I think yeah. he's my one of my favorite ESPN people and a good dude too. He's yeah, a, uh, he's a Philly guy. So, um, starting with the quarterback units, and he has these by unit. Right. That's right. it's not just and obviously starters. Not carry just a lot your of starter. Right. Yeah, but the starter obviously. Yeah, pro- the starter is probably seventy-five percent of the equation, mm-hmm. at least, if not more. I would think so. Uh, but he has Kansas City one, Seattle two. I don't think we would have any argument there. No, I think those two stand alone. The Saints three, and I think if you look at their depth at the position, right, that's where that comes. We into had play. a similar conversation with Cynthia's quarterback ranks earlier yeah. this week, and she had the Saints high. Mike has the Saints high. I get it because even Taysom Hill, Harry's waiting there too, yeah. and I think Jameis is the the number one backup out there. Would start for a handful of these teams. I would still have Baltimore ahead of them, but you know I understand it. Yeah, he's got Baltimore four, Houston five. Okay, I agree with that. Tampa Bay six. I don't agree with that. I think that's still too much love for the the goat because they have nothing else. They have nothing else, yeah. and I didn't think he played well last year. Yeah, uh, Dallas at seven. I would have Dallas ahead of New England. I would too. Or Tampa, you're saying. Or Tampa, yes, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, Tampa. Uh, Philadelphia, 8. I like Wentz a little more than Dak, but that's sweating hairs. Green Bay at 9. I guess that's okay with Rodgers. Yeah. And you have a first-round pick. It's in the, the lowest that Rodgers has ever been. Right. I mean, that, But that's I'm glad that's being recognized. Uh, Atlanta at 10. These three or four in a row are all sort of similar, actually. Yeah. Steelers at 11. Right. Uh, Detroit at 12. Arizona at 13. That one's the arrows going up. Presumably the Packers, Falcons, Steelers, Lions. Well, they're all older dudes. I'm not saying the arrows going down, but Minnesota at 14. Can't argue with that. You guys say that's he's right right in the the middle. Right, 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 right. right. This one's a little more realistic with the Colts. He has the Colts at 15. I think that's more where they belong. Even though they have two viable starters, guys with starting experience with Brissett and, and Rivers. But Rivers is not a good starter. Probably not. I mean, you and I agree about this. We talk about it a lot. It's a pretty good room in terms of the makeup. At least you have Easton there who's got high upside. Nothing's asked of him. Brissett's a good number two. And Rivers will teach them both a ton, obviously. Um, We both have doubts of what he has left, though, obviously. Yeah. San Francisco at 16. Um, That's who Jimmy is. That's who Jimmy is. Yeah. They – I've been told that they really like Nick Mullins, too, and that – Teams have asked over the last year or two. We've never talked about this, but I just heard about heard this lately. The teams have tried to pry Nick Mullins out of San Francisco. Yeah. You know. That's, again, goes back, goes back to what we talked about with Duck Hodges last year. That's nice. He, you know, had nice, some, some, you know, some, he's played the game at the NFL level mm-hmm. and didn't, uh, you know, 
poop his pants. Right, right. <laughs> well, duck kind of pooped his pants. Duck, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> 17 is the Titans, 18 the Raiders, 19 the Browns. The Browns yeah. were higher on Cynthia's list. Because I think Case Keenum carried weight Because Case Keenum carried right. weight there. 20 is New England. I think Cam Newton's better than Baker Mayfield. But again, are you looking at the the backup there? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Stidham's one of the worst backups on this list, at least. But he's not as good there. as Keenum as a backup. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not. And they still have Hoyer, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giants at twenty one, Rams at twenty two. I'll take Goff over Jones. Yeah, I think so as well. Bills at twenty three. Good. Most people have them much higher, and yeah. I think that's where they really belong. Dolphins at twenty four. It's funny them and Cincinnati are next to each other. Bengals at twenty five. I think that's where the Bengals are at on Cynthia's list as well. Mm-hmm. One of those two could be. Eight next year. I mean, like, I, I mean, that's, that's very generous. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kyler's at 13. I guess, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know if they can make hope the they jump. hope they go up. I don't know if they, they can make the there. jump to eight. Eight would that's be a huge nice. jump. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, but they're, you they have could to be at 13 next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you had the Jets at 26. They were higher on Cynthia's list. Uh, Redskins at 27. Broncos at 28. Chargers at 29. It's a little rough on the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got the six overall pick, which you like him or not, What I understand. I mean, I wouldn't use a six overall pick on the guy either. But I'll take Tyrod over Locke and Herbert right this minute. Certainly take him over the this situation in Washington. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come right. on. Right. Uh, Carolina at 30. Jacksonville at 31. Chicago at 32. I'm glad Chicago's 32. I, I, they would be an easy 32 for me. Yeah. Uh, is his best uh, Kansas City, obviously the shakiest, the Bears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No doubt about that. On the rise, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not buying, again, how can I, I think it's from last year. I mean, they, they, I bet they're better at the quarterback position this year than last. That's great, but they're not a team that's, it's, that's not a long-term thing. I'm no. thinking, if I'm thinking of a team that's on the rise, I'm thinking of, again, the Cardinals. Cardinals are an obvious yeah. one, yeah. Unit to watch the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. Everything's on on his plate. They've put a lot around him. Um, I worry that it starts slow and everyone's like, oh, he's a bust. Yeah. And yeah, they're going to ask a lot of the guy. Running back units. Okay. Cleveland, number one. I agree. The Giants, number two. Saquon versus McFadden or McCaffrey is a real tough one. I or Ezekiel and the, I mean, yeah, Dallas yeah, yeah. is, I mean, if you look at the Cowboys running back room, I mean, they got. Pollard's good. Yeah, Pollard's good. I might put the them Vikings. Too in terms I mean, of I like the Vikings. What the Vikings have? Yeah, that's a good point. Because I just um, did running back, singular running back ranks, and I was torn between McCaffrey and, and Barkley. But neither one has anything behind them. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're not. There's not a lot of depth there. Carolina three, Dallas four, the Vikings five, mm-hmm. Saints six. I'm cool with that. Murray's yeah. a quality player. Murray's a quality player. Seven for the Packers. I guess they got. You know, yeah. They they had two guys that they use, and then they used a second round draft pick this year. It should mm-hmm. be. I'm an Aaron Jones believer. Yeah. Uh, Denver eight, yeah. If Lindsay's your two, right? Yeah, you know, thousand, right. former thousand yard back is your two. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Gordon's number eight, but you don't have to be. You know. Uh, Bengals nine. Gio Bernard can play. He's a, yeah, he's yeah. a nice second number. Nice number two. The Titans at ten. Henry's was a really tough guy for me to rank, but he's a force of nature. Yeah, <laughs> and they used a pick on a guy. Uh, Ravens at eleven. Dobbins. I think Cynthia had the Ravens at one. Really? They were high. I don't remember. I can't remember exactly, but I know. Would you rather have the Ravens running back room or the Bengals? Bengals. And Mixon's I think, I think Mixon's a better guys. player. Yeah, right. Geo would be my fourth pick of that of those four. Right, though. but but Mixon would be number one. Right, 
and he's the one I'm going to give the ball to. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, uh, Seattle at twelve. Okay. I don't do jumping jacks over that group, but Carson's productive. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they produce. Uh, Thirteen is Indianapolis. Like I prefer Indy to Seattle, but not because I like Mac. I just think Taylor. Yeah, got a lot in front of him. Raiders at fourteen. Yeah. Uh, Bills at fifteen. That might be a little high. Okay. On that. I mean, I'm looking at this neighborhood here. Houston at sixteen. I mean, come on. The Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kansas City at seventeen. This whole neighborhood, I don't like. Atlanta at eighteen. I don't like Atlanta's running backs. No. The Jets at nineteen. I think. I mean, Le'Veon's, you know, certainly better than some of those guys ahead of him right. on that list. Jacksonville at twenty. This whole group's pretty bad. New England at twenty-one. You'll notice we haven't gotten to the Steelers yet. Right. Uh, Arizona at twenty-two. I would put that's Arizona pretty low on Arizona. Yeah. Right. I mean, what's his face? The backup Edmonds is a good player. Right. They get they get some depth there. I'd rather. I mean, that's better than KC to me. It's better than Atlanta. The Chargers at twenty. She must. He must hate the Chargers. The Chargers at twenty three with Austin Eckler and, and and Jackson. Yeah, I mean, it does seem low. I mean, that's but better. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have the the Houston running game? I'd rather have. I'd, I'd rather, rather the Chargers. Chargers. I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather have the Chargers over Atlanta. Eagles, I'd right. rather have the Chargers over the Jets. Jacksonville. That whole neighborhood, I don't like. I don't yeah. like sixteen through twenty two, twenty one. Uh, twenty four is Philadelphia. I think that'll be much higher next yeah. year. I think Miles Sanders. Will Washington is twenty-five. They at least have a lot of them, though. How about this one? San Francisco at twenty-six. He's essentially saying that they're a complete system team. I don't disagree, and I respect them for putting them there. I mean, I put Mostert as my twenty-third best player, and Coleman as my twenty-fifth. But they really are aided from where they're at. Twenty-seven is the team that I would have dead last. Me too. Me too. Tampa Bay. Yep. Me too. Too much respect there for that group. Twenty-eight is Detroit. Uh, there's some young, talented players there, but on Johnson is I mean, incomplete. Injured. I get yeah. it. I mean, it looks like he's being rough on the injured dude if yeah. we have not gotten the Steelers yet. The Rams at 29. Okay. I mean, Akers, I guess, is an unknown, but I think he's got a chance to be really good. The Dolphins at 30. They'd be... They'd be 31st for me. Right. The Steelers really are 31st low. on here with the Bears 32nd. I imagine Mike's logic is Connor's hurt all the time and I don't trust anybody else. I mean, from an outsider, I think that would be... If you're going to rank them 31, I'm sure that's the way he views it. Two years ago, Connor was in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, that should carry at least a little bit of weight. Right. I think he was my 14th back or so. Yeah, list, period, which, which was... Uh, he was in that range somewhere, which yeah. is more realistic. Right. When he plays... I mean, he's better than Jordan Howard and, you know, yeah. all these guys. He's, Donald he's Jones. The 10 guys ahead of him. Right. The 10 teams ahead of him, other than Ekelar and, and company, who should have been higher. I don't love the Bears' backs, but 32 is a little rough on them, too. Yeah. See, you made them 32 on quarterbacks, too. 32, <laughs> if they're 32 in wide receivers, this is not right, well right, for the baby. Bears this but, season. Did the Bears not hire them one time? <laughs> <laughs> wide receiver units. All right. We'll uh, we get there? through this All real right. quick. Okay. Uh, Dallas, one. Tampa Bay, two. I would have Tampa Bay, number one, in my eyes. They don't have the third guy like, like Dallas, but they're top two. They're top two. Or, yeah. Again, if you're picking – if you're picking between the Cowboys, if you're, you got all the receivers in front of you, the two Tampa Bay receivers I'm taking before I take a single Cowboys receiver. You'll take those two ahead of Amari. Yes. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I think so, so they're one and two, and then Cooper's three. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the other guys are four and five, and then the, the Bucks number three guys number six. Right, right, right. But they got one and but two. They got one and two, which is pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, Arizona three. That might be a little rich. That's a little rich. I mean, Hopkins is great, but. The other guys aren't jumping off the page for me. Yeah. Cincinnati at four. Cleveland at five. 
They got two receivers. Cincy at four, I, I give them credit for putting. Yeah, Cincy at four, right. I get. Yep. Cleveland at five, I don't. Who's the number three? And they don't have one. They don't all. have one. They don't. I mean, that's really poor. That's an, yeah. They have I would, fours and five. And so you're putting them over the Falcons at six. I'm not buying that. See, Atlanta's the same position though. But their two guys but are Julio, Julio Jones. Julio has to go over Odell and Calvin at this Ridley. Point, and I'd rather have Ridley than Landry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking them. I think KC over KC is better than all of them. Yeah, you're trying KC to take, might be one. Taking the depth there, yeah, absolutely. Sammy Watkins is your number three guy, and Demarcus Robinson's your four. New Orleans, okay. Um, yeah, Thomas carries a lot of weight. Yeah, Detroit. Um, that's fine. I mean, yeah, I Marvin Jones is a good. nice number two. Yeah, right, right. Houston at ten. Houston at ten. Yeah, but they got four guys that can play. Still, okay. Fuller, Cooks, you know. Who's number one there? Who's None. Th- None. None. They, they've got a bunch of number twos and threes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the Carolina group. Carolina group is, is nice. I, I think I might take the Carolina group yeah. over Houston. If Anderson's your three? Yeah. Uh, Seattle at 12. They got two very different yeah. good players. Uh, Buffalo at 13. I thought they'd be a lot higher. Yeah, I don't love that group. I don't either, yeah. but I would thought they'd be a lot higher. The Steelers come in in that one at 14. Okay. Which seems that's that's about there where they belong. I think I that's think. fair. Yeah. I wouldn't trade the Steelers receiver for Buffaloes. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah, no. I wouldn't because I like four Steelers. Yeah. Uh, the Rams at 15. Okay. And they drafted the, the kid out of Florida, too, yeah. to add the mix. Broncos at 16. Young. Yeah. For Sutton's, really yeah, Sutton's good. Uh, Chargers at 17, man. He's not high in the Chargers at all. No, he's been rough on them. And I like that Chargers group. Mike Mike Williams is a really good player, I yeah. think. Yeah. And you got Keenan Allen. There's a lot of good receivers in the league. I don't know if I'd bump him up a ton, but that seems disrespectful to yeah. say you're right in the middle with two stars. Certainly, if you look at the teams right after them, the Giants at 18, the Titans at 19, what the Chargers have isn't even close. Is, it's much better than It's much those. better than those two teams. Yeah. Jackson, actually, now it gets into a yucky range. Oh, right yeah. Here. Now, after the after here. that Chargers group, it, it, gets, it falls off quickly. It does. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Philadelphia, Minnesota, San Francisco, Chicago's 25th on this one. <laughs> That's the best he could do is throw Allen Robinson. Green above. Bay at 20. I mean, getting Devontae yeah. Adams doesn't carry any weight there at 26. The well, Patriots at 27. They might be 32nd for me, the Pats. I think so as well. I mean, I just don't I mean, want although a lot of these are pretty bad. Uh, the, the Dolphins at 28. The Raiders at 29. Dolphins have two good players, though. You know, yeah. stars. Uh, Jets at 30. The Ravens at 31. That's fair. That's fair. No, I mean, that's it, fair. it absolutely that's is. That's how they're constructed. That's I mean, fair. those their their receivers didn't catch as many balls last year as, as Mark Andrews did. Hmm. I mean, Miles Boykin's probably there too. And he caught thirteen passes right, last right, year. Right, right, right. <laughs> and very then young. your Washington Redskins at thirty-two. I would have Washington ahead of Baltimore just because McLaurin. Just because of McLaurin. I mean, yeah, I think McLaurin's better. They're almost like Green Bay. I mean, obviously, it's a one is better yeah. than McLaurin. But right, yeah, wow. As many good receivers are in the league and have come in the league lately, 18 to 32. Red hot mess. Isn't so great. No. Red hot <laughs> right, mess. Right, right. Yeah. It kind of gives you an idea of how well the Steelers have drafted the position. Yeah. Um, that they don't have a quote unquote star, star. I mean, Juju was that guy two years ago, mm-hmm. wasn't last year, and they still come in 14th on this list and because of the are depth. Expensive. Yeah. I mean, people spend a lot and of money. And they're not on paying any money to the receivers. Zero, right. Yeah. So that's, that's quite a situation, right? Yeah. We're going to continue with this okay. list when we uh, return. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, up next, we've got the tight end units. Where do the Steelers rank on that one? We'll tell you right after this. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR. 
You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. We are back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going through uh, ESPN Mike Clay's uh, rankings of units across the league. We've gotten through the uh, the skill position guys on offense. Yeah, yeah, the top three, right? Uh, now we're on to a. Do you consider tight ends a skill position? Yeah, because you basically because they're in fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, I do. So are you know kickers, kickers consider- and defense. Right? <laughs> yeah, I do. They are. They catch the football. Yeah, I mean the whole term skill positions kind of a slap in the face They're all of the skills, others, yeah. right? <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, well, I got to warn you when we get into tight ends. I have a... I've mentioned this before. I have a young tight end fetish. That that sounded worse than I <laughs> even imagined. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded much worse than I even thought. But I really like myself a good young tight end. <laughs> Stop while you're behind. Wow. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> But to bring it back around, <laughs> there'll be about a dozen dudes on this list that I'm going to be like, I love that guy. He's going to be great. But uh, that's not how I meant that to come out. You're really hot on these tight ends. The young ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Let's get back on track here. At number one, the Philadelphia uh, no. Eagles. I, I, I like that pick. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, mean, I absolutely Goddard's just, uh, a, I mean, Ertz a top five yeah. guy. And Goddard's an up-and-comer. Yeah. He's probably a top 15 guy. Agreed. Yeah. Like, if he became a free agent, he'd be a rich – he'd make more than Hooper. Yeah. I'd uh, rather Goddard yeah. than Hooper. San Francisco at two. Fine. He's number one. Yeah. Kansas City at three. Well, he's number two. Yeah. Tampa Bay at four. I can't do that. No, I'm not ready. You know. Right. We've all been down the O.J. Howard. Right. And – and I mean, Gronk deserves the Lifetime Achievement And Brate's a nice guy, but, you know, no. I don't know what Gronk is. Yeah. Man, that's too Gronk heavy to me. Well, let's see who we rank ahead of them. Okay. Uh, the Vikings at five have two guys, but I don't know so that I think Cal Rudolph's a jag. But I, Irv Smith is a hot young tight end. Yeah, I mean, He's I one like of those him. guys yeah. I love. Yeah. <laughs> hot one young of many. Tight end. <laughs> <laughs> the Ravens at six. It's a good group. They use them a lot. It's not as deep as it was with losing Hurst. Yeah. Like if they showed Hurst, I'd definitely have them again over the box. Yeah, I They'd think be so a top as well. Four-ish. Yeah. Cleveland at seven. Now, with the money that Cleveland is spending and the draft picks that Cleveland has spent on mm-hmm. that position, they should be higher than seven. They sh- it, It'll be disappointing if they don't get top four, five, six production yeah. from that position. Because they've, they've um, got about 15 or $16 million tied up in the position. They've used a number one draft pick. They've used a three. A third or fourth. They've used year, a three right. on, the, on the position, and they, they spent a lot of money on Hooper. Right. But I'm not sure any of those guys are difference makers. Yeah. If any of them will be, I think it'll be Njoku. And he's not going to be there in the long term. Right. But uh, he's still learning. The Rams at twenty uh, at 8, I like better. I do too. I think that's a good group. I mean, when Higby's your number 2, or went into last season right. being number 2. Yeah, I mean, and Everett's they're going to be fighting Everett's, it out yeah. for time. And they both are – I mean, they're dedicated to 11 personnel. Yeah. And they realize we got to get both these guys on the field. I think I would have them – in, I have a no worse than too. five. Yeah, I'd yeah. have him over the bikes. And Rudolph would be low on my list. Uh, you got the uh, Ra- uh, Raiders at number nine. Waller's quite good. Yeah. Right. The Chargers at 10. The Chargers finally get a little love. Finally get a little love. Hunter Henry's a quality player. When he's on the field. Him and the, I'm glad the Giants are right next to them because they're it's both. the same thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, they could be top five next year, or they could be like, I'm done with this dude. He's hurt all the time. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Colts at 12. People like Nick Boyle and those guys more than I do. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't I think, think he moves the needle for me. No. The Saints at 13. No, I like Troutman a lot. Yeah. And not, not, I mean, you're not putting a lot of faith in a rookie third round pick tight end for this rankings, but I would much rather the Saints tight ends than the Colts. Uh, 14 is the Lions. He's my favorite hot young tight end. Uh, <laughs> this might be, I, I think Denver at 15 is too high. Me too. I, I think Fant, he's my least favorite of the young guys. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, for, for what too the perception is yeah. of the guy. Um, he's very straight line-ish. He's not a real crisp, you know, come out of your break guy. The Bears and their 16 tight ends are at 16. I we can't do that. They can't do it either. I, I'm just sorry. because Jimmy you have not a good football just because player. you have 16 of them on your roster doesn't mean right. that you're ranked 16th. I mean, the Steelers, the Patriots, and the Bears had far and away the worst tight end production in the league last year. You had Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, and now you're middle of the road. Yeah, yeah come on, I'm not buying. Come on. Uh, the Seahawks at 17. They've got a lot of them, too, all of a yeah. sudden. You know, you yeah. add Olsen to the mix, and uh, what's-his-face? Disley played well for them. But there's no star power there. Uh, the Steelers at 18. I think I'd have them a little higher. I think it's a good compliment. And you know, we talk about it a lot. Yeah, Ibram so McDonald is not, is not a bad one-two punch. Not at all. It's not a top 10 one-two punch, but I think it's in the, teen, it's in the higher teens in 18. I do, too. Yeah. I mean, there's some proven ability there, and there's some upside. Yeah. I agree. Uh, 19 is the Dolphins. I like Gusecki, but not as much as some of the other ones that we'll get to, yeah. including this next one. I like Chris Herndon a lot for the Jets. Yeah, He's 20, right is there. A, 20 is the Jets. Chris Herndon's never on the field. No, never on the field. Yeah. Uh, 21 is the Texans. They'd be, like, last for me. Really? Or one of the bottom. Uh, I mean, I don't see – and I see very little upside. I see very little to get excited about there. My fate, one of my faves here is 22. 22 because Johnny Smith, yeah. I love Johnny Smith. 23, Jacksonville. Um, the Oliver kid is a way down the line interesting player. Yeah. And Eifert is, is what he is at this point. 24 is Buffalo. They spent money on Croft in the Jesse James era, and Knox is okay. Yeah. That's where they belong, though. 25, Atlanta. I'm not sure Hayden Hurst is good either. He's 28, too. And it's and like, he's 28, yeah. right. Uh, 26, Carolina. Ian Thomas is not one of my favorites, young guys. Yeah, Green but Bay 27. is. Green Bay 27. But you have to have them low. Yeah. I mean, he's super unproven. They have nobody else. The uh, Bengals at 28. Right. Cowboys at 29. Okay. Uh, Arizona at 30. These last three are horrific. <laughs> New England at 31. Right. And then Washington at 32. Washington tight end might be the worst position group in the whole league. Wow. I mean, they're awful. Yeah, it's really bad. they got, bad. like, Logan Thomas, the former quarterback. I mean, they got – it's nothing. There. Yeah, Jordan Reed gone. Uh, Vernon Davis retired. Um, yeah, it's not yeah. good. Not I good agree. at all. Uh, Jordan Reed is now a Niner. Jordan Reed is signed with the Niners. Uh, offensive line rankings. Indianapolis number one. I would have New Orleans number Me one. Me too. Yeah. It seems like people... They're number two on this list. Indy, many put Indy number one, and I think it's very clear that the Saints are number one. But, I mean, they're both very good, obviously. Dallas moves down to number three. Going um, backwards, though. Going I mean, backwards. Even like Tyron Smith ain't what he used to it be. It wouldn't surprise me if they're a team that's not in the top ten after this year. The Packers at number four. I'm looking at this area and scrolling ahead. These five or so, I'm not that impressed with. 
Uh, the, the Eagles at number five. Uh, the Browns at number six. Uh, That's a lot know. of faith in two it's new a parts. A lot of faith, and it's not like the interior. The interior is, is not studly. Hannah Auto, no. and you know, right? Yeah. Ravens at number seven. They lost a big piece off of that line. The tackles are good. I have questions about the interior of the mm-hmm. line. There's a couple ones down the list here I like better than all these. Yeah, Tennessee is at eight. They don't pass block well, though. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> they, they, they're bad at pass blocking. Nine is New England. I don't know about that without Marcus Cannon. I think I they, like their other four. You think it, I mean, an underreported story about them last year was they played without a starting center. Yeah. I was on a stand today and said he was asking me about penalty, and I said, I would love someone to do a study of – I would love to bet every time against a team every time they're starting centers out. I, I mean, it's it's, it's really hard to overcome Pouncey or Andrews being out a long stretch. You know, the Niners would be higher for me. This yeah. is that's the one I was yeah. just going to say. The 49ers at ten would be higher for me. And they, and Trent Williams is an upgrade. Quite possibly in the yeah. top five. Yeah, right. Me yeah. too. Steelers are at eleven. That's fair. I mean, you kind of have to throw last. Year I would out. have them over the Titans. Me too. I would have them just looking here. I wouldn't trade the Steelers for the Browns. No. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd trade them for the Ravens either. I mean, they're on the same Yeah, tier. I mean, they've got two. If you look at those lines, they've all got one or two guys that are, okay, mm-hmm. they're good. The Steelers don't necessarily, I mean, DeCastro's a, you know, probably the, the best player of the group. I think, right. The star of the group. But they got four solid starters. And I would wait, you know, in terms of like the Ravens and Browns. You'd rather have a pair of great tackles. Sure. You know, I but mean, we haven't seen it are, yet. No, but you're right. Yeah, you're extrapolating there. Number 12 here, I'd have very high. 12 is the Raiders. They might be third for me. Yeah. 13 is the Chiefs. Offseason wasn't good to them. Well, offseason was not good to them at all. They've had three interior linemen mm-hmm. um, not uh, opt out. Uh, 14 is Tampa Bay. Not bad. I mean, you had a first-round pick to the mix, too. I mean, it's. I would have them higher, too. Uh, the Panthers at 15. They were really bad last year, though. Yeah. I mean, I know they made a couple moves. but The they were Bills bad. at 16. Bills have a lot of guys. You yeah. Know, they got like eight dudes that can play, but no stars. Broncos at 17. Well, their right tackle opted out. Their left tackle's bad. Stinks. Stinks. Yeah. Munch can do so much. I mean, they had Glassdown as a good player, but their tackles are amongst the worst in the league. 18 through 32 is Detroit. I like that one. I think Detroit's yeah. got a pretty good line. The Jets. Ugh. I think from here on out, it's just... Puss. It just shows. Yeah. When people say, oh, the Steelers are one of the worst those lines in the league, yeah. do a little research on these. The Falcons, the Giants, the Texans. Texans should be way higher. They should be higher. They actually than that. fixed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bears. They're horrific. The Rams, the Seahawks, the Jaguars, Redskins, Vikings, Cardinals, Chargers once again. Chargers would be higher for me, but he doesn't like the Chargers. Apparently. He apparently hates the Chargers. Uh, Dolphins and dead last is the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, there's a dozen really bad ones there. And yeah. two of them in there, I wouldn't. The Chargers and the Texans, I think, are more top 16 ish than bottom garbage 10 here. Yeah. That gets us through all the offensive rankings. So, just to give you an idea of where the Steelers rank offensively in that, they are 11th at quarterback, 31st at running back. It's a little criminal. It's a little. It's a little low. Right. Fourteenth uh, at wide receiver, which sounds Fair. about right. Eleventh at, at uh, on the offensive line, and eighteenth at tight end, which might be just a, a tad low. They're probably Could more be. in line with the receivers at fourteen ish, somewhere in that range. 
And we just said, I mean, the production, the position was really bad last yeah. year. You know? But as we said all last offseason, if they get average, just average offensive play. They're going to be hard to beat. With that defense, mm-hmm. they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, anyways, uh, we're going to take a break here. Uh, we're going to get to the fantasy football focus in the next to start off the next hour. Then we'll jump back to this list because we haven't gotten to the defense yet. Sounds good to me. So, we got a lot to get to here on the. should shine on that side a little Oh, bit. absolutely. They should be all over the, the top of that list. Uh, but we'll get to that right after this. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. And uh, today, Matt, uh, we're going to take a look at uh, Pro Football Focus's biggest risers and fallers according to their ADP rankings and this should give you a good idea of why you need to look around right. when you're looking. Don't just go with one. You know, you see these guys and they come in to a, a fantasy football draft. If you do it in person, and they've got a magazine that or came one out, list or, yeah, yeah, right. one list or a magazine that came out two months ago, <laughs> whatever it might be. Um, their biggest fallers at quarterback this year. These are guys from where they went last year, where they where, where they had them ranked. Pro football focus yeah. had them ranked last year to where they have them ranked this year. And just their shows biggest, how much can yeah. change in a year. Top, topping the list is Dak, or I'm sorry, ba- Baker Mayfield. They had him at ADP number four last year. It sounds foolish, four. and we thought that was foolish at the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, but it's amazing how much the Baker love has changed in 365 days. Now he's 17. That's where he belongs. Which and is probably where he belongs. Be lower than that. He yeah. doesn't run that much. No, he, he's just. And they're uh, not going to um, throw a lot of passes. No, it, 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 they're they're not going to throw a lot. Um, it's just he, here's the here's the interesting stat on him that they have here on the his passer rating when he was completely clean, like mm-hmm. not under no pressure whatsoever, was eighty five point oh. You okay. think, well, okay, that doesn't sound all that bad. That was thirty third in the league. That's. What you're supposed to, do. right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You should be much higher when you're when you're clean. Mm-hmm. Um, his adjusted completion rate was number thirty three in the league. He had a really bad year. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe a little early, but I think you got to be worried. Is he the long term answer? Because his under pressure rate was sixty two point oh. His best that was his passer rating. Like yeah. that's not good. No, he doesn't handle it well. Yeah, and if you don't handle the pressure well, and you're not real good when it's clean, what do you got to fall back on? I mean, I I know that it's easy to laugh at the Browns because every new idea they have has never worked, but his numbers are probably aren't listed there. He really excelled with double tight end sets and with play action, <laughs> and so he's Kirk Cousins. I mean, like yeah, yeah you know what I mean. And that's what they're going to give him, at least. Uh, number two on this list is Jared Goff. They had him at QB8 last year. He's now QB19. Obviously, eight was rich, but he was coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. Like, his stock's I, a little I different thought, than you know, Maybe he's he was in that uh, the range of, like, t- 12 to 15-ish for me, I think. Especially because he doesn't run. Yeah, there's just, right, I mean, right. he's a system quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the system's working great, it looks fantastic. He'll, yeah. he'll have some big games for you. But as we saw last year... His quarterback rating under pressure was sixty point four. It's really drastically different. Yeah, right? and he's just not good when you when he has pressure. That was twenty sixth in the league. Mm-hmm. He doesn't handle it well at all. And, but their their offense two years ago was a juggernaut. I yeah, Gurley was going. Yeah, you know. the line was good. Right, the, right. Yeah, uh, the biggest risers this year, Dak Prescott was QB seventeen 
last year. This year he's QB5, so he's essentially switched spots with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I don't have worries about him, though, fantasy No, the receivers are good. They have a good running game. The offensive line is, is okay. He runs. And he right. runs. Right, he right. runs, he runs, he runs. That's... He runs. Yeah, if you're if you're on the fence about two quarterbacks, take the guy who runs. Always, always. And yeah. at this time, Mayfield Mayfield was Drew Locke. He had played like seven or eight games. Yeah. You know, Dak's been a three year starter. Against garbage teams. Right, right. Yeah. Uh the number two guy is Matthew Stafford. He was twenty three last year. He's thirteen this year. I can see where he'd been low a year ago. I don't blame them for that in that glut of quarterbacks in that neighborhood. because um, he doesn't run either. He doesn't run, yeah. yeah. But he throws the ball consistently. Constantly. Yeah, and now he's throwing downfield again. Yeah. Uh, the the final guy that they have here is Kyler Murray. Uh, was QB 14 last year, which might have been a bit rich for a, a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now QB 4. Okay. QB 4 might be a, it's a bit little high. Bit yeah. Like, I'd rather have Dak and Watson. I'd rather have yeah, either one of those guys. I might rather have Russell Wilson. Right, I think that's yeah. the conversation. Um, oddly... Lamar was not a top 10 quarterback for anyone last year. Like, I don't know what pro football focus's ranks were, but I bet he was 15-ish, and now he's one or two. Right. That's a pretty good jump. That's a nice jump. (laughs) Uh, Running back, biggest fallers. Carrion Johnson was RB15 last year. This year he's RB44. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right. And I don't blame him for being 15. Like I don't blame him like at all for being, yeah. He, yeah. he had the team, you know, the, the backfield to himself, right. and he just Coming off good rookie year. couldn't stay healthy. Duke Johnson was RB26 last year. He's now RB51. I remember the year before, Duke had a lot of fantasy points. Bunch of ca- he had over 50 player. catches. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, I don't have much more to add to that one. Yeah. But he is what he is. I'd like to see him be used more. This one I hate. Ronald Jones in uh, 2000, this is the biggest risers. In 2000, uh, 2020, uh, I'm sorry, 20, they got this backwards on here, actually. Oh, do they? In 2019, he was RB60. This year, he is RB30. He probably never should have been RB60 to begin with. That's pretty low. That's pretty low for a guy, low for a guy a who was, was going to be in the mix. Yeah. RB30, uh, I don't want him. I don't either. Uh, I, don't, I know I it just came out that he's a starter, but uh, he's, he's not for me. Now this one I'm I'm buying. Uh you had uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh Drake, last year last year he was RB34, mm-hmm. so he was behind Ronald Jones. This year he's RB9. I mean, he was a dolphin at that point, yeah. a part-time player. Yeah, and now he's a man. Yeah. I didn't see that trade coming in the middle of the season. Miles Sanders, they finally switched this and got it right now. In 2019 Miles Sanders was RB29. This year he's RB11. Okay. I remember they just signed Jordan Howard, and he was yeah. a second-round pick, and we didn't know how much he was going to get. You know. Uh, at wide receiver, biggest fallers. You have uh, they got, again. They've got this backwards because they have him ranked in 2019 60, and and this year they got him at 25. This should be risers. This should be the other way around. Yeah. But this is Fallers. I think they got it backwards. So last year, Mike Williams was wide receiver 25. And they, now they have him at 60. Now they have him at 60. I'm buying 60. Mike I'll Williams. Take him with 59 receivers off the board. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he'd probably be 40 for me. If he's your 60th wide receiver, you're taking him as your fifth wide receiver if you're mm-hmm. in a 12-team league. Right. I'll take Mike Williams as my number five receiver. Are you kidding me? Right. I don't blame them for having him 29 last year, though, or 30. 25, or yeah. 25. I mean, I liked him a lot last yeah. year. Right. But if, you know who's going to score touchdowns for them? Right. I think a lot of people think that Chargers offense is, isn't going to do anything. Like 
don't think Obviously, it's Mike Clay did. Mike right. Clay had their offense. I don't think it's going to be horrible. This one I can't disagree with at all. And, again, they've got the numbers thing backwards here. Somebody's needing the editor. Um, all Sean Jeffrey was uh, wide receiver 30 last year. He's wide receiver 62 this year. Yeah. I don't want him. You're telling me that Mike Williams is wide receiver 60 this year and all Sean Jeffrey is 62? And they're in the same neighborhood. That's a completely different player. He has a very good chance to start a season on the pop list, too. Yeah. Like he probably won't get drafted in most fantasy leagues. Yeah. But he had value a year, one year ago. You know, he looked like a, a wide receiver three that was declining. How about this one? These are two two guys. Robbie Anderson was wide receiver 31 last year. Yeah, he had a big year for the Jets before that. He's wide receiver 61 now. So he's tucked right in. 61, too. He's tucked right in between Mike Williams and Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I know there's a ton of good receivers in the league. But Williams at 60 and Anderson at 61, sure, I can start those guys. Another guy in that same group. There's a, there, we got a, a trend here. Curtis Samuel was wide receiver 35 last year. He's wide receiver 64 now. See, I have a lot of hope for him. He's a good 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 player. player. Right. Really good player. If he's going in the 60-ish range, he'll be on my team. The biggest risers. DK Metcalf was wide receiver 53. They finally got this right in this one. This year he's wide receiver 19. That adds up. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure I'm buying him at 19, but... 19 might be a bit rich, especially when I look and see who they've got here as the next biggest riser on their list. Cortland Sutton was wide receiver 50 last year. He is wide receiver 25 this year. He's the clear number one on his team. He is. is. I don't love the quarterback situation. I don't I think they'll run a lot, but... But he's going to catch balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's proven to be good. Yeah. Right. Um, At tight end, biggest faller... Eric Ebron. Oh, he got a ton of touchdowns a year. Before very, t- very much Lock. like Mike Williams, touchdown right. reliant. Touchdown so depend- yeah. last year he was tight end five, which was way that was okay. way too high given the, the touchdown sure. dependence. This year he's tight end eighteen. Okay, I mean that's the neighborhood he should be in. He's yeah. not a starter, but he does have some upside. But yeah, I mean he was coming off a season with Luck where he caught a lot of touchdowns. Five was obviously too rich. And yeah, that's not really hindsight. And you know if Luck had come back, maybe he plays up to that. Maybe, maybe. We don't I mean, know. He'd, be a, he'd been a fancy starter yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. 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 He probably catches at least eight touchdowns mm-hmm. last I year. I think so. Uh, Hunter Henry was tight end three on their list last year. Was he? That's rich. That is rich. He's now tight end 10. Okay. I mean, I guess I can understand the logic if you're excited about it. Tight end. How was he tight end three? Three's steep, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you, you, Kelsey, Ertz, the, and Kittle. They were all going at this time. I took Kittle in the second round of my draft. Right. Or third like round. Like, how, how, which one of those guys did they have him ranked ahead of? Right. Yeah. At this time last year, there was a big three, and yeah. he wasn't one of them. Uh, Jared Cook. This is not much of a fall, but he goes from tight end seven to tight end 11. Not a lot of movement in the tight end okay. rooms. Yeah, I guess it's a pretty stable group. Those young guys I like are not enough to affect things yet. These two guys, big risers this year. Darren Waller. Was, Waller has to be Darren Waller was tight end 18 last year. He's tight end five this yeah, year. He, him and Andrews, I'm guessing, are the two because they both were late round flyer types. Yeah, you know, Andrews is number two here. He he is uh, now tight end three. He was tight end 14 last mm-hmm. year. Neither one was being drafted as a starter. So I'm assuming if those two are three and five, they must have Kittle or the Kelsey Kittle, uh, Henry Ertz, Andrews at three. Oh, you're talking about this year? Yeah, I'm about last year. Ertz Sorry. at four. And Waller at five. Sounds right. Yeah. I, I think Ertz versus uh, Andrews is a conversation. I'd probably take Andrews. Yeah, I, I right think now. so. Right. 
Um, and that's their that's their list. Um, but it does show you things change you quick know, in a year. Things can change quickly, especially when you're looking at the the running back position. Yeah. Um, true. If you look at the, the risers and fallers there, uh, you know guys taking steep, steep, steep drops. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with uh, and, and guys rising up the boards quickly. Although we may not agree with some of those picks, but I mean, it, it's not hard to think of Swift, Acres, Taylor. And uh, you didn't not say Edward Taylor Solaire. Swift. I didn't say Taylor Swift. I'm slipping. Yeah. But the other four that aren't going to be first round pick rookies, we could easily be talking about. Well, Marlon Mack's not coming back. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor fifth yeah. overall year from that. You right. Know, yeah. You know, so that, that certainly would change things. Uh, anyways, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. That was the fantasy football focus. We're going to move on. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the uh, ESPN uh, uh, Mike Clay defensive, defensive yeah. rankings. We got to do that. So we'll do that right after this on The Drive. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We're looking at Mike Clay's rankings of units across the league. We're going to take a look at the defense now. This should be a little kinder to the Steelers. A little bit more kind to the Steelers, and we're starting with the interior defensive line, and that one is very kind to the Steelers. The Eagles, number one. With a former Steeler. With a former Steeler. The Steelers, number two, despite not having... Javon Hargrave. And it's a good conversation. I'm going to call him out because I used to bust him when I it, it, uh, ESPN together. But he's on the wrong side of the state, by the way. He happens to be in that Philly neighborhood and grew mm. up an Eagles fan. Okay. No, I'm saying that doesn't, didn't influence him at all. But, you know, uh, Rams at number three. Obviously, Aaron Donald carries. <laughs> they could be one. And they got I mean, Brockers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they got yeah. some guys there. Ravens at number four. I assume they're calling Calais Campbell an interior They m- have to be because. Right. Otherwise, it doesn't Otherwise, that doesn't add up. Uh-uh. Uh, the Giants at number five. Uh, what's his face? Their first round pick from last year from Clemson, the big dude Lawrence, is a pretty good player that people yeah. want to talk about. That seems rich, but still. They went and got Williams too. Williams or Leonard? Uh, oh yeah, 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 Leonard Williams from okay. the Jets. I'm yeah. sorry, right? So they get two good no, young guys. Good. Yeah, I, I originally kind of bad an eye on that one. That one's fine. Uh, six is the Buccaneers. Yeah, Vita Vea has really turned into a young, yeah. good young player too. Eight the Broncos. Nine the Colts. You missed the Bungles at seven. Oh, I missed the Bengals at seven. Yeah, You're right. Okay. Um, buzz through these. I yeah, guess, they got so. Reader. They got the uh, yeah. Yeah, Reader and Atkins is good yeah. now. Uh, eight the Broncos, nine the Colts, ten the Falcons. Grady Jarrett, I guess yeah, carries. Yeah, he carries a lot of weight. And he does carry a lot of weight. Um, Eleven the Redskins. I think the Redskins are solid up the middle. Mm-hmm. Carolina at twelve. KK Short and they drafted first round pick Brown. So yeah. I would I would have them in that neighborhood. Chiefs at thirteen. Chris Jones. I uh, think. I mean, everybody talks about Chris Jones as a superstar. You right. think he alone would carry more weight? There's a much around him though. Yeah. Now's when it starts to fall off a little yeah, bit here. Uh, the Cowboys at 14. Um, They're kind of work in progress. They've guys. They picked up like Gerald McCoy. Yeah. And you know, so we'll see. Jets at 15. You could say the 49ers at 16 should be maybe a little higher. I guess. I mean, I assume Buckner leaving helped the Colts, who's already been listed and hurt the Niners. Yeah. Uh, Packers at 17, Titans at 18, 
Okay. They could be different. I think they'll keep rising with Simmons. Uh, Saints at 19. Their guys are sort of no-name dudes, but they're it's a good group at the defensive tackle. No, I agree. The Browns at 20. Okay. I mean, I I guess that's... Just lost Andrew Billings yesterday. He was going to be a depth piece, but they don't have any depth. Yeah. Well, Chicago's a perfect example right after that. Yeah, Chicago 21. 10th for me if they were... Buffalo at 22, same thing. They got hit by the the COVID stuff. Raiders at 23. Dolphins at 24. This is when it gets bad. Lions at 25. Uh, You got the Chargers at 26. Seahawks at 27. Jaguars at 28. The Patriots all the way down to 29. When you look at that defense... Um, yes, it was a good defense last year. They don't have much up front no, at all. They, do, they, they run stuffer types, too. Uh, you got Houston at 30, Arizona at 31, Minnesota now at 32 with uh, losing Pierce. Yeah. That might be a little hard on Minnesota. But they, wow, need to, those, they, need to, they need to sign somebody. Those last 10 aren't good. Not good. No. no you're right. Worse than I would have thought. Edge rusher units. This is a good one. San Francisco at one. I prefer the Chargers who are two, but I see it. D Ford's really good. Yeah. Cleveland at three? Come on. They got one guy. Yeah, Vernon's an average player. He's an average player. That's too high for them. Right. Uh, I agree. Saints at four. Okay. Depends on what you want to put in stock in Davenport. Yeah. um, Then you have the Steelers at five. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I actually would have the Bears next, maybe third. I, I would not. Really I don't think the Browns belong. I, I, I look. I think. I, don't I, I think he's a fabulous player, but he does not carry that much. That much. Miles Garrett is not the equal to T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree. They'd be pretty low for me, actually. I mean, like the Bears, I think should be much higher. The Broncos, Denver, are I would better over Cleveland. The Jaguars, uh, that's an argument. Ndokwe and Allen's pretty good group. Yeah, if if it could, if Ndokwe plays, that's yeah, a, that's right. the question. Um, Vikings. They lost Everson Griffin. Yeah. Doesn't help. Redskins at 10. Houston at 11. And Chase Young. Yeah. I'll have to take that. Bengals at 12. Okay. Dunlap's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Indy's got Houston. Yeah. And Colts okay. at 13. Packers at 14. Uh, Buccaneers. I guess you have the Packers higher. The Smith brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, I guess you could have them. Uh, 15 is Tampa Bay. I'm fine with it. I mean, yeah. Shaq uh, Barrett. Yeah. Blood League and Zach's. Yeah. And Pierre Paul's still okay. Pierre Paul still can get to the quarterback. Yeah. Buffalo at 16. Arizona at 17, despite having Chandler Jones. Yeah. I'm actually working on my edge rank. Like if right you're now. gonna if you're gonna give Miles Garrett that much and juice, put him at right. put give him that much juice to put him at three. How do you have how do you have Arizona with Chandler Jones? Because he's a superstar and he's in the second half of the list. Yeah. Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Dallas is a little like that with Lawrence, but I'd much rather have Jones. Right. Dallas at 18, Miami at 19, yeah, Philadelphia at 20, uh, Detroit at 21. Um, you got the Raiders at 22. It falls off a cliff. The Patriots at 23. So the Patriots are just that. They have nothing they up have front nothing on defense. Front. Uh, Kansas City at 24 is kind of a surprise. Yeah, they got Clark. Yeah. They got, they got to, you know, mm-hmm. they can get to the quarterback. 25, the Falcons. They had a Fowler, which I think is an upgrade. It's better than Beasley. Better than Beasley, had, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 26, Carolina. They're all young. I mean, Burns yeah. and Chris Matos. And, yeah. Ravens at 27. Obviously, they're counting Calais Campbell as an inside guy, yeah, not right, an outside right. guy. I, I mentioned I'm doing my edge guys. I'm not going to have Judon in my top 25. There's, there's just too many belongs. good ones. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had a good year. But. Uh, Titans down to 28. Okay. Uh, I like get, Landry. Seahawks, yeah, horrible. Seahawks at 29. Giants at 30. Jets at 31. Rams at 32. Those bottom four are terrible. Yeah. Really bad. Where would you put Cleveland on that list? 
realistically. 11, like, 10, 9. I think the highest they could be would be 7 or 8. Like with just one guy. Nine, I think Any team similar. that has two good guys right. has to be ahead of them. Yeah, Minnesota at 9 is very comparable to Cleveland to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. Cuz I mean I think I think uh Hunter is a stud. A stud. Right, right. You know, is he is Miles Garrett head and shoulders above Daniel Hunter? I don't, no, think, I don't think, so. think so. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh off the ball linebacker units. Seattle number 1. Obviously, Bobby Wagner carries a lot of weight there. Sure. K.J. Wright, they use the first-round yeah. pick on a linebacker. Right. Dallas at two. Yeah. I mean, I think those guys will recover and come back. Tampa Bay at Tampa three. Yeah, with uh, Levante David and those guys. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis at four. Okay. Uh, Houston at five. That's a little rich to me. That one stands out as me. Yeah, I would have the Saints ahead of them. Yeah. I, I like Kendricks in Minnesota more than them. Too. Yeah. Uh, right. they're, they're six. The Raiders at seven. I'd also have Buffalo higher. They're at eight. The Raiders at seven? They signed two dudes at Kiewikowski and um, what's-his-face from the Rams. They would go from, like, the worst. They would have been 32 last year. Now they should be 15. I, yeah, I don't know if they're, they're jumping to seven. No. Uh, Bills at eight, obviously. Yeah, That's they get, a good one. Yeah. Saints, uh, Saints at nine. Broncos at ten. Uh, this kid Johnson last year really played well. Yeah. He, he was a uh, red flag off the field guy. Yes. Yeah. Has a lot of ability. Uh, Cardinals at eleven. So the Cardinals in off the ball linebackers rank higher than Chandler Jones and edge rushers. That's insane. That makes no sense. Right. <laughs> that's insane. They, they Isaiah Simmons. Okay, that's but that's that insane. At, but that's right. insane. They're much better on the edge, no doubt. Um, Chicago at twelve. Broke one. Atlanta okay. at thirteen. Titans at fourteen. The Steelers at fifteen. Now, when you when we're talking about off-ball linebacker units, people. We're talking about Vince Williams and Devin Bush. That's yeah, that's who he's ranking. That right. doesn't include Watt I'm fine and Dupree. With that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's in that group. I think that's a group. If if Devin Bush continues to progress, they could be a top ten mm-hmm. yeah, based yeah, yeah. just off of his play next I year. I agree. I agree. Vince is what he is. Uh, the 49ers at sixteen. I'd be higher on them. Chargers at seventeen. They drafted Murray. Yeah, and, I mean, I could see the the promise. The Ravens at 18 is completely based off of youth and upside and hopefulness, right? Yeah, because they've done nothing Although on the field. I will say starting around there, the ones behind that's them. Where, to, that's where that's it drops where the, off. Because drop right? you've got the Lions, the Giants, the Jaguars, Jets, Bengals. Bengals should be lower. <laughs> they've been looking Panthers, yeah. Redskins, Panthers Chiefs. Chiefs uh, are horrible. The Patriots again at 27. They lost three or four of their They lost studs, four right? starters. Four, guy, four, right? Yeah, I mean, my all goodness. Of, all these views are really bad. Uh, Eagles, Dolphins, Browns at 30. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay at 31, and the Rams at 32. Rams do not have a lot of depth. They, they're studs and duds on defense. Yeah. Um, these last 10 units are pretty bad. That's pretty bad. When Cincinnati's 23, and I don't have a problem with them being there. <laughs> pretty bad. Cornerback units. The Chargers finally get some love there at number one. I'm fine with that. Yeah. These top, one, top couple ones are pretty good. New England at two. Mm-hmm. Baltimore at three. Okay. Miami at four. Well, they just signed Howard yeah. or, and uh, Jones. Byron Jones, right? Yeah. Uh, the Saints at five. I'm fine with that. Detroit at six. That's a bit That's of a, a projection. Big, yeah, Okuda's... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's going to be good. I don't know that he'll be good as a rookie. No, I mean, that's asking a lot. Yeah. Trufant's not what he used to be either. Right. Seven is the Steelers. Fine. Uh, eight is San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nine is Tennessee. Uh, they drafted a kid from LSU and lost Ryan. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eagles get slayed. The Rams oh, sorry, at the Rams. 10. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. 
that's what they've got. That's what they've got. Jalen Ramsey. Right. Eleven is the Eagles. If the Eagles have the eleventh best cornerbacks this year, they'll be ecstatic because they've been at the bottom of the league. Been so bad. Right. Yeah, it's been Trading really for bad. Slay obviously yeah. boosts them pretty serious. Seahawks at twelve. That seems high, but okay. Buffalo at thirteen. You'd think yeah, Tre'Davious White their, would carry yeah, a little more weight. They're looking for a two though. Bengals at fourteen. I think they have three or four average guys now. Yeah. Tampa Bay at 15. That's pretty rich for the Buccaneers corners. Those young guys have improved dramatically, but yeah, we're getting into a neighborhood that I'm not real yeah. with the groups anyway. Cleveland so. at 16. I don't. I, I again, I, I want like to see Greedy Williams do it. He, he, Greedy Williams has talked a lot. Mm-hmm. He's talked a big game. He hasn't played one. That's kind of the neighborhood here, though. Yeah, Bears at 17. Okay. Colts at 18. Cowboys at 19. This whole neighborhood's pretty blah to me. Uh, from 20 to 32, you've got Arizona. The Raiders, the Broncos, the Packers. I think the Packers should be higher. Yeah, they at least have some young guys, Jari Alexander. Yeah. You know. 24 is Atlanta. 25 is Minnesota. Totally restructured. Uh, Jacksonville at 26. Kansas City at 27. Houston at 28. These are all pretty bad. Washington at 29. Carolina at 30. The Giants and then the Jets at 31 and 32. The Giants and Jets have been <laughs> at the bottom of a lot of these lists. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers are playing the Giants opening day. These last dozen or so are pretty rough. Yes. Wow. And finally, we're to the safety units. Okay. Minnesota, number one. I have no problem at all with that. No, they were my best pair, yeah. too. Buffalo at number two. I have no problem with that. Okay. Seattle at number three. I like New Orleans better. I do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Saints are, are number four. The Broncos number five. Yeah, it's fine. Simmons the, is really good. The Chiefs at six. Now the Chiefs. Well, Tyron Matthew there counts as safety, obviously. Right. Uh, but the the rookie from last year, Thornhill, Thornhill, tore his ACL in December. Yeah, I wonder how much you weigh that. Because you how much is when when does he get on the field? And how much does he play mm-hmm. this year? How how effective is he coming off a torn ACL? I, I might put these up others ahead of them, like Green Bay with Amos and uh, Savage. Savage, yeah. Thomas and Clark with yeah. Baltimore. Um, so Green Bay at seven, Baltimore at eight, Tennessee at nine. Byard's really good. Yeah, uh, San Francisco at ten. Okay, then the Steelers. Steelers at eleven. I, I think I'd have them higher. I would have them a little bit higher than that. Uh, Detroit is 12, New England 13. So New England's the really the only real strong, strong, strong group for the Patriots the is the corners. Are really high, yeah. Safeties are okay. Yeah, they're, okay. they're middle of the pack. And Chung's not playing. So and Chung is not playing, right. yeah. Um, I, I see a drop-off after the Steelers. Yeah, I think there is. This group here I think is very yeah. average. Uh, you got the, the Colts at 14, Rams at 15, Cowboys at 16, Bears at 17, yeah. Uh, Eddie Jackson can play. Eddie Jackson's yeah. a good player. Uh, Chargers at 18. Think about that. Derwin Should carry some weight guy. there. Be at least 12-ish. This tells you, though, okay, so if, if Derwin James and some bum only gets you at 18 ranking, this tells you that at least Clay has a little faith in Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, right, right, he's putting right, Minka right. Fitzpatrick and, and Terrell. Or right next to them. Right. Yeah, or they would be down in, around that area. So they're, they're at good 11. Point. So, uh, you know, Edmonds is getting a little bit of love there. Uh, the Raiders at 19. And then 20 through 32, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Jets, the Panthers, the Browns, Giants, Texans, Redskins, or Washington football team, I should mm-hmm. say. i got to get used to that. Yeah, I'm bad at that. Too. Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Philadelphia, and Miami. So I defensively. I a lot of fighting with that. So overall, hmm. 
So putting this all together, offensive yeah. and defensive rankings to rank the teams and how good they are. Number one is the Saints. Overall, I think they have the best roster in the league. Number two is Dallas. Okay. Number three is Tampa Bay. Not so shabby. Yeah. Number four is the Steelers. Yeah. There's nothing real low with, and that's even with other than running. That's with the right? running backs at 31. Hmm. Number five is the is the Ravens. Number six is Kansas City. Right. I mean, obviously, Mahomes only counts once. Right. You know. What I mean? Yeah. But so. But he count, he, he should count. He, he should, yeah. They don't have a lot of depth, especially on some right. of the defensive Linebacker positions. Yeah. And stuff like that. But right. Yeah. Them being 32, a linebacker the same as Mahomes being one a quarterback. Right. Yeah. Honestly. It balances things out. Seven right. is the Colts. Eight is San Francisco, Seattle nine, Philadelphia ten, Cleveland eleven. That's a little rich for me. That's a little bit right. rich, uh, but there's a fall off at that point because it's the Packers, Detroit, Houston, Atlanta, Tennessee at sixteen, making the turn there. Seventeen is Minnesota, eighteen Buffalo, nineteen Denver, the Raiders at twenty, twenty-one is the Bengals, the Cardinals at twenty-two, Chargers at twenty-three, which we think is too low uh, from I, their I, rankings. I like that roster, a yeah. Lot. The Patriots all the way down that's at number 24. One. We've often said they have one of the worst rosters in the league, and I think that's This accurate. bears out with that, right, yeah. Right. Because after them, they get the Rams, who don't have a lot of depth. They get some star power, but that's it. Giants at 26, Chicago at 27, Carolina at 28, the Dolphins at 29, Jacksonville at 30, Washington at 31, and dead last, Jets. your New York Jets. Wow. How about that? I mean, Those bottom five are uh, missing a lot. You know, and, and we thought that there's some of the rankings, the Steelers were probably a little bit, just maybe not a, a hugely low, mm-hmm. but we thought they were a little bit low at running back. We thought they were a little bit low safety. at safety and tight end. We would have bumped their edge up a couple, yeah. two or three. And tight end, we probably would have bumped up three or four. O-line, I think, was a little low. They were 11. A little low, yeah. you know. Not too low. But, but right. I mean, folks, the bottom line is the Steelers have a It's a good roster. roster. Yeah. yeah. It's a good roster. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know I, if it's. I don't a, disagree with that part. I don't know if it's the fourth best roster in the league, but I think it is in the top eight. The funny one is Baltimore versus Steelers roster wise. You know, I mean, it's comparable. Yeah, you know, and I, mean, I think like their receivers are bad. Their receivers are their yeah. receivers were thirty first. They were really low. Yeah, um, their edge rushers were low. Their D tackles were yeah. It was edge was low. Their edge was low. Their was their li- their off ball linebackers should probably should have been lower. And they were like 18, 13, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. So, interesting list uh, that Mike Clay put together there. Interesting, fun, interesting fun talk. That was, a, that was a good talk. Uh, kind of gives you an idea of what the league looks like here as we head off to camp. Um, and I wonder how much he factored in some of the uh, opt-outs as well. I think, I think he, he did. did pretty heavily. I think you know, he did like, pretty heavily. So, you know, what you had two weeks ago, if he does this list, is probably far different than what it is now. I, and I think, I think very I, much on top of that. I think that's very fair when you consider the Steelers lost nobody. Right. In opt-outs. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Saints lost anyone of note. I was trying to think of some of the top teams on there. Right. Yeah. So, it's so KC did, and they were a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I right? think they got dinged for it a little bit. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we're going to play you back an interview from earlier this week. We're going to surprise you with one. We'll <laughs> do that right after this. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, uh, we had a lot of different guys uh, that we got a chance to talk to this week, one of those guys being Chase Claypool. 
Uh, we also talked to Deontay Johnson uh, earlier this week as well. Uh, so we had a lot of young wide receivers. Yeah, we have. Uh, but I did want to get group. back. We hadn't played back the uh, Chase Claypool interview on the show at any time. Uh, so I did want to get to that one. And uh, intriguing young man. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, really what, interesting prospect. The Steelers overall, didn't right. have a first round draft pick this year. Um, so it's, I tend it's, to think he would be a first round pick most years. Most though. years because of the size, size speed combination. Right. Uh, and there was production there too. It's not oh, like he right. had He's no not production. Like a huge project. Or, no. You know, a yeah. Bud Dupree type pick where we'll see what happens down the road. No, I mean, he produced. No, yeah. Right. And but I think there's more of you don't see, typically see a lot of focus on the second round draft pick, but he's almost being treated like he is the was the first round sure. draft pick. So it's, it's so long since the Steelers have gone without a first. I yeah, mean, they're used to highlighting. He's a, the top pick. guy. Yeah, yeah. And so he's that guy this year. Our Steelers uh, training camp media availabilities are presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The Ford F one fifty is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, so let's get to that Chase Claypool interview now. Here's what he had to say when he spoke with us uh, earlier in the week. No preseason games this year, Chase. Uh, only 14 practices to make an impression on the coaches. How do you go about earning playing time as a rookie in this crazy year? I think you can make an impression kind of more than just the practices alone and kind of how you carry yourself. So I think especially with the limited practices, you kind of have to find ways to maximize the way you make an impression, whether that's in the weight room or just knowing what to do, uh, maybe even spend some extra time with them. So that's kind of my mindset right now. All right, we'll go to Brooke Pryor with ESPN. I think the last time we talked with you, you were still in Canada, but had mentioned that Ben was texting you guys about organizing a workout when you were able to do so. Just wondering, have you been able to work out with him or catch any passes from him? I saw that there was a workout at Robert Morris earlier this year. Just wondering if you've had that opportunity and what that was like. Yeah, it was tough to get that together because we had to make sure that we were kind of following those guidelines and staying safe. Uh, but I was able to catch them um, for a time, and it was, it was really cool catching uh, from, from a guy like Ben. Uh, Mike Rizzuta, PBE. Mike, are you on? You have to be disciplined away from the field as well as at Heinz Field. How tough is it to adhere to all of the, the good steps you have to take to avoid the virus and all the discipline you have to have? You, you're a young guy. You're just making it into the NFL. You're in a new town, and yet you're supposed to be very careful and, and very conscious away from the field. Is that a, is that a tough thing to, to adhere to? Uh, it's not tough at all, I don't think. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, they but they lay out the guidelines pretty um, pretty clearly, and all you have to do is follow them. You know, it's almost tough not to follow them. So I think it's a pretty smooth transition. Uh, there's a lot on the line, and as long as you understand that, then that transition is pretty easy uh, to adhere to. Thank you. All right, let's go to Brian Becko. PG, Brian, are you on? I wanted to ask you about another, um, I guess, step that you took this offseason or part of your training, and that was working with uh, TJ Hushmanzada, former uh, Bengals receiver and former Steelers nemesis. Uh, how did that work out, and uh, what did you get out of those sessions with him? And, and I guess did he tell you much about uh, kind of just the Steelers' culture, given that he used to play against them two, sometimes three times a year? Yeah, um, yeah, so I worked out with him in the pre-draft process all the way up until now. Uh, so I got a lot of work in with him. And he kind of really, he was really excited for me on um, where I went because he thought it was a great fit for me. And he thought I'd do really well uh, just in the system. And, you know, we worked on 
a lot of things, but the two main things, I guess, uh, was top of the row and then releases that we did. So we did a lot of technique stuff uh, within those two categories, and the work with him definitely paid off. All right, let's go to Dale Lolly with DK. Dale. Follow up on one of the previous questions. One of the, or I guess, one of the things that the Steelers liked about your game in particular was your physicality. Um, how do you show the coaches that physicality, that that ability to, to uh, you know, finish on plays and do those kind of things in practice type settings? Uh, you know, when when things are kind of more controlled, as opposed to doing so in a preseason game. Yeah, I think I can do that um, with within my route running. So in terms of just releasing downfield, I can release pretty aggressively. And then go and attack the ball. And then, of course, on run plays, you know, you don't want to be too aggressive because it's your teammates and you're trying to keep everyone safe. Uh, but you can definitely have a play or two where um, you kind of come downhill or something and show your physicality. Thanks. All right, we can go to Jeff Hathorne, 93.7, the fan. Wondering how much interaction you've had with your fellow receivers and if you've gravitated to any of those guys, what, the, what that process has been like. Yeah, I've, uh, we were in a group chat, and then I was able to talk to them uh, here and then a little bit before. But I have uh, I felt really welcomed here because all the receivers have you know, given me their advice, their personal advice and their tips and tricks, and they've helped me learn the playbook. So I think all the receivers, honestly, um, Switzer, Juju, James Washington, Deontay, all those guys have really been helpful for my transition here. So no one in particular that you know, I've grabbed gravitate towards, and I think that's a good thing. All righty, let's go to Noah Strackbean with the Maven. Noah, go ahead. Um, so have you gotten any advice, whether it's from Coach Tomlin or any of the veterans or TJ, on how to handle such a short offseason and such a unique experience as a rookie? Yeah, I mean, I think Coach Tomlin's uh, main coaching point for, for me and the team is just don't be the guy. So don't be that guy who, um, you know, messes up in a – you know, pretty uh, simple situation where it's easy not to mess up. And I think, like I said earlier, like you just follow the steps and kind of the things that they have laid out for you, uh, then you'll just, you'll be just fine. So just don't be the guy. All righty, we'll go with Jenna Harder, WPXI. Jenna, go ahead. Hey Chase, what have the conversations kind of been like among the rookies? How do you guys all feel like you're adjusting during these, you know, really, really strange times here? Yeah, so I'm with the two other receivers, Anthony Johnson right now and Saeed. Um, and we've uh, we've stuck pretty close in terms of communicating with each other in the playbook because we know like that's a super important thing. And then, you know, if we have any questions about anything, we kind of communicate within ourselves. and. Obviously, as rookies, we're pretty unsure about what's going to happen. Um, so as soon as the vets come in, I guess they'll probably maybe give us more insight. But uh, we're we're, um, we're trying to stay hopeful, and I think um, you know there's a right to do that because uh, within the guidelines, we've uh, you know we've kind of we feel pretty safe here. I guess you could say. All righty, we'll go to Mike with Pittsburgh now. Mike, go ahead. Hey Chase, um, what kind of communication have you had? so far through the off or during the off season because obviously it was a different off season and were you able to have any safe meetings of any kind with ben and juju in particular any communication prior to the, the time at robert morris yeah um we were able to like 
on all the team meetings, virtual team meetings. We're in our little receiver meetings and our uh, offense meetings. So within there, we could all speak up and say something. So Ben would always chip in and give his own coaching point on a play. Uh, so more specifically, like what he wants to see from us. And then that was kind of, um, that was pretty helpful in terms of what we should do and what we should be expecting. That was Steelers rookie wide receiver Chase Claypool uh, talking about uh, his training camp thus far, what he's seeing, what he's learning, what he's going through. Um, if you've watched a video, and I pointed this out to you the other day when I was watching video of him. We haven't gotten to see him in person yet. Yeah, but we did see him running around a little bit. He catches it with his hand. He's not a body catcher. No, A lot of those big, bigger receivers are body catchers. He and has that he, big wide radius, yeah. big soft hands. He uses his hands. Goes. I mean, it's such an advantage. I mean, think about how long that guy's arms must be. And if you can pluck that ball at that full arm length extension as opposed to letting it come into your body, that's a fraction of a second that a corner can't get there. Think about If you're a cornerback, how do you play him? I don't know. He's 6'4", 238 pounds, but he can run, a, he can run by you, mm-hmm. if, you're, if, you're, if you take a false step. I mean, it's um, true for all rookie corners, but I would imagine he'll probably see a lot of press coverage right off the bat, I mean, with a big chest area yeah. to hit. But if his hand handwork at the line and those long arms can you know you can win that quick hand fight and then he gets a step on you, that's you, a risky move. If you're a 190 pound cornerback, which is about average size, mm-hmm. you're giving up almost 50 pounds to this guy. Right, right. <laughs> 50 pounds to a wide receiver. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And if you're gonna, if you do try hit him in the chest, is it gonna is it gonna affect him? Right. You still are you gonna stun the guy? Because if you've seen the weight room photos of him. He's jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. <laughs> Not to mention, like, okay, I'm saying I'm playing plus press coverage, but I have inside leverage as a corner. Well, then I'm let, I'm kind of giving him a fade, which is I don't know if I want to do it because I'm not going to win that jump ball with him. He's 6'4". Right. I mean, that's what the Steelers, I think, project for him this yeah. rookie year. And But if I'm playing outside leverage and he runs a slant and shields me with that big body, that's a big surf, a big area for Ben to hit. That It's going to be tough to get a hand in that. Yeah, he's, he's going to be an interesting guy to watch as he progresses here. And he had bad quarterback play in Notre Dame. That was the yeah. It was not high-level quarterback play, so he, right. he will have that now, and it's going to be interesting to watch. But uh, He's intriguing. Yeah. And they can bring him along slow, too, which is nice. That's the nice thing. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for our portion of today's uh, show for The Drive. Uh, so for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. Stay tuned right here. Wes Euler and Arthur Motes coming up right after us uh, here after the break. Uh, we'll continue our coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, everything you want to know, everything you're going to hear about the Steelers, stick right here. This is where it's at.